How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please smash that subscribe button and hit the like button. If this video gets 3.5K likes, we'll be giving away one of these hot toys. And let me tell you guys, these are expensive. So make sure you hit the 3.5K <laughs> like button, okay? And do it. And also comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you're going to see throughout this video, we're going to have a bunch of comments on the screen of suggestions from subscribers. So make sure you comment. Gosh, today was the day that we finally got season four trailer of Stranger oh, Things. my gosh. If you guys watch this trailer... This was by far one of the most action-packed trailers I've seen. Yeah, it really was. Because, like, you know, like, how, like, in today's world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in media, all the trailers that movies release are all about, like, deceiving the audience, right? Yeah. Not giving them too much. Just, like, a little bit like Marvel, right? They right. always just put a bunch of, like, random things in it, but you really don't know the plot. And it's, like, within, like, usually like, the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, like, footage, right? Yeah. But this trailer... Gave us so much information, a lot of information, but it left so many questions after it. I know. Like, who's this monster? What's going to happen? Okay. What's going on with Max? This monster is insane. The Vecna. It is crazy. We've never seen anything like it, right? It's like a, it's like a half human, half monster, and we've seen nothing like that before. Right. So it's got to have, like, some sort of, like, intelligence of a human. Well, he's talking. Right. Everybody's questioning the scene where Max is just levitating over Billy's grave. Yeah, it's very strange. Since the fact that we know that, you know, she doesn't have any powers. No, right? We obviously get this scene on the Dear Billy episode. Okay, so we thought Dear Billy a long time ago when the episode list leaked, we thought Dear Billy was going to just be like a small like tribute to Billy. I think Billy might be actually coming back. Who really knows, right? Right. But so for those who missed it on TikTok, I said a theory about how the Vecna is actually Victor Creel. Yeah. And Victor Creel is the guy that we see in the trailer, the first trailer that we released. Right. Where it's like a family man and his kids, right? But he, he kills ends his up kids? killing his kids. Okay. So okay. Victor Creel, though, he's in the new trailer, but he's yeah. older now. And so he doesn't have his eyes. Right. He looks freaky. Yeah, he looks a little different. He looks a little bit different, but okay. The Duffer brothers, the creators of Stranger Things, said that the Vecna is their version of a Freddy Krueger. Right now, if you look closely at the Vecna, the Vecna has like a claw hand and a regular hand, just like Freddy Krueger. Oh, I didn't know he had a claw hand and a regular hand. Yeah, he has. I like thought one... he just has the claws. No, he has one claw and then one regular hand. Okay, so it's like Freddy Krueger, but okay, Victor Krueger's actor is the original actor for Freddy Krueger. So it makes sense that he would be the Vecna. The Duffer Brothers said they wanted to have their Fre Freddy Krueger right in right. the series, and they actually got Freddy Krueger to be the Freddy Krueger of their series. Exactly. Basically. A lot of people are saying it's Billy, which is actually very possible. It is possible just because, too, right, we were talking about how Billy, the actor who plays Billy, mm -hmm. he posted on his Instagram, like, it looks like he's getting, he's getting body painted. Right. And it looks like he's trying to prepare for Stranger Things Season 4. Right. And he captioned it, coming soon. Yeah. So. so it could be Billy. It definitely could be Billy. Well, based on how everybody's talking, it sure seems like it's Billy. We also see, like, a big connection between Billy, the Vecna, and Max. Okay? So Max, when she's levitating over Billy's grave, she's in the same pose that the Vecna's in at the end of the trailer. We also see that same pose when Billy's dying and he makes the sacrifice against the Mind Flayer. 
They're yeah. all in the same position. It's really freaky side by side. It's not a mistake, right? They're obviously doing it as to like reference the previous scenes. Right. So they're all connected. What I don't like is that Billy, I feel like he closed his story so well, right? He was like really like kind of a jerk. And then he got possessed by this thing. And you could tell he was scared when he was possessed. Like he didn't want it. Like it was totally like not Billy. Right. But then at the end, he's like trying to like tell Max, like, I'm sorry. Like it wasn't me. And then he obviously dies. But I feel like that was like a good way to end his story. He had the redemption moment, right? Where like he was bad. But then at the final moments of his life, he tried to turn around and do something good. Right. So for them to bring him back now and change his story arc and make him bad again, it really would hurt his character. Yeah. It it makes no sense. It doesn't really make sense. Moving on, we do get a flashback scene of Eleven in the lab. When she's young. When she's young. But this is actually looking like it takes place way before season one. Right? So it's taking place when she's escaping. Yeah, she does look a lot younger than season one. She's also having a lot more blood come out of her face, right? She only usually gets like a nosebleed when she uses her powers. It was coming out of her eyes this time. It was coming out of her eyes. She's never done that in the show. She's never done that. So we haven't seen Eleven's full potential yet. Oh. So I think Eleven's going to go crazy this season. It makes sense because even like for that that U.S. Marshal or the military guy that go up to her and like say like, you're our only hope, like, we need you to work for us. Right. So moving on to that, right? It's a war. He says it's a straight up war and we need Eleven to win. This show is during the time of the Cold War. The Soviets versus USA. We also see that when Hopper's at the prison, the Soviets are using like the Demogorgons as almost like a gladiator pit. And they're almost using them as weapons. So we might see the Russians use the Demogorgons and the Upside Down as weapons against the USA. And that's why they need Eleven. The U.S. needs 11. Right. Yeah, I mean, it sure looks like that. Even like how like Hopper's fighting the Demogorgon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it totally looks like a good old classic. We're going to use these monsters as our advantage, right? Right. I mean, it totally seems like they're training them. Yeah. It's literally a gladiator pit. Even the Duffer Brothers said, like, they want to make this, like, Demogorgon pit where they just want to just go ham and try to just make these prisoners survive. Hopper's defeated Demogorgons before. Like, it's not his first time going about this, you know? I mean, he's beaten Demodogs. Right. Right. Hasn't he fought Demogorgons? No. What? A Demogorgon? I don't think he's straight up fought the Demogorgon. Eleven beat the Demogorgon. Oh, shoot. He's screwed. Yeah. So it's going to be really weird to see him fight a Demogorgon. Oh, no. And he only has that spear and some flames. Yeah. But we now see Demobats. Oh, yeah. Right? Those are super freaky. They're just flying. They could just come and get you. And we also see Steve fighting one. Yeah, Steve now, fighting one without a shirt on. Steve. D- Not that that is important. I'm just saying. <laughs> it looks like he, it's like a real like savage moment. Right. It, do- it doesn't look like Steve's in the best shape. <laughs> no, he looks like he's. It and looks I, like he's like, is he he's bleeding? He's kind of b- beat up. Yeah. There's an episode called The Dive. Okay. And then we see in the trailer, he's underwater looking at one of the the portals for the upside down. Now, I feel like he gets sucked in and then spit out in the upside down. Okay. Right? And that's why he's shirtless cuz he was in the water. Oh, that makes sense. Right. It's so weird in that one scene too like when they're in the upside down, it looks like there's like a rock star right on top of like that bus. So that's the new character Eddie and he's actually going to be joining the group. So we had Robin join the group last season. Okay. So now Eddie and then there's going to be some other I think there's a lot of new characters in this one coming. 
but Eddie's like gonna be like a Dungeons and Dragons guy. Okay, but why is he playing guitar? Is he trying to lure in? No, I think yeah, I honestly think he's gonna be trying to help Steve or one one of the other people try to just lure the bats to him. Okay, I don't think Steve's gonna die yet. I or, really hope but not. But you know what though, if they're gonna, he might die, and it kind of will make the other because eventually what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill off the older siblings, right? So the young, the, the true yeah. little group of Stranger Things have to grow up and just take them on. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. And we know this season's going to be in two parts. The first part is coming out May 27th, and I think the next part is coming out in July. You want to know what would be a great ending? What? So, like, Nancy, right? Mm-hmm. She obviously had a thing with Steve, Yeah. and now she's with Jonathan, right? Right. But I think the only way to do this story right is Steve and Jonathan both sacrifice themselves together to fight together and it shows that their story arcs come together and they both end up working together but they sacrifice themselves gosh that would be sad because it'd be kind of weird to see nancy like have a little thing with steve this season and then she gets back with jonathan right after like steve dies well she's with jonathan no i know but she's kind of with steve (laughs) this season we obviously hear the the song separate ways by journey in the trailer because everybody is in separate places right there's different groups everywhere so I think they called it their Game of Thrones season, right? Where they're like going to place all the characters separately. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Dude, I think the only okay, just hear me out here, okay? Real everybody right now understands. <laughs> okay, okay? okay. If Steve, Steve and Nancy look like they're together, they're going to get like closer in this season. They're going to go to the upside down together, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. And Jonathan's nowhere to be seen. Oh, you're right, cuz Jonathan is in California. California. So, Steven, Steven and Nancy are going to get closer together, right? Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, Jonathan's going to come back into the picture, and it's going to be like really weird, right? Because Nancy's starting to realize that Steve's actually a good person. Going off of that, Jonathan looks like a mess this season. Really? He does not look good. Maybe he He's like up. messed up. Maybe they got broke, you know, split ways. Yeah, maybe. Separate ways, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this season is going to be insane like straight up bonkers i don't think we're expecting what's coming like we already know that they're going with the horror route now that the kids are older we saw a picture of them in a room now this room has the same wallpaper that we've seen in season three and that wallpaper is in Susie's room Susie, the so, never-ending story girl yes. <laughs> so you can see like her little mic on her desk and it's the same wallpaper but Dustin's not there, okay. right? So we're obviously going to see Susie now. I wonder if Susie has something to do with, like, the Russians or something. I wonder. There's got to be some significance behind her character. Yeah. Just looking at how this Vecna is, this isn't... this. Someone's going to die. I mean, for them to, like, first of all, make a part one and part two. Yeah. And then they say it's a war. For, like, people, the characters, right, to feel, like, invested in the war, mm-hmm. you got to lose someone close to you. That's true. To be like, I want to go fight. Yeah, you don't you don't go into a war and not come out with everybody clean. Yeah, I mean, look at Avengers Infinity War. That's tr- They oh, lost oh half, my God. half of them all. Okay, so moving on from Stranger Things, I want to talk about a crazy theory that I did on TikTok this past week about Titanic. Yeah. It really opened my eyes to seeing, like, the possibilities of a Michael Bay movie. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a theory that Jack actually is a time traveler who traveled back in time to make sure the Titanic sank. And just to be clear, okay, this theory is not, like, a real-life thing saying that Jack, the real-life character, was a time traveler. It's about the Titanic based on a real event. Yeah. But it's a movie. fictional characters within the movie, and those characters are what we're talking about right 
Okay, so we all know in Titanic, right? Rose is in a really bad relationship, and she's just done, right? So she's gonna, she's about to throw herself off the boat. Yeah, she was not having it. Right, so right when she's on the edge of the boat, Jack comes to rescue her. And he talks to her about going ice fishing with his dad on Lake Wissota. What's weird about this is Lake Wissota is a man-made lake that was made in 1917. Now, the Titanic takes place in 1912. So how would Jack know about a lake that's made five years in the future. That just doesn't make sense to me. And then later in the movie, Jack talks to Rose about riding the roller coaster at the Santa Monica Pier. Now the Santa Monica Pier did not have a roller coaster until 1917. And remember, Titanic takes place in 1912. Right, and you gotta figure this, okay? Like, people are gonna say like, oh, it's just like a movie mistake writing. But you know, they hired historians to work on this film to make sure that it made sense. Uh huh. They're they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Like because they they want like I feel like the director was like let's try to have some fun with this movie. Right, and it's a pretty big mistake. Yeah. It's a really big mistake. So the theory is the reason why Jack time traveled was to make sure that Rose didn't jump. Okay. Because if you think about it, if Rose jumped off the boat, the boat would have had to do a search for her, turn around, and they would have been looking for a really long time. If they turned around and looked for Rose, it would have changed the course of the boat. And it would have never hit the iceberg and sank, changing the course of history forever. Right. When you see it like time travelers, they just want to make sure that the intended thing was supposed to happen. Right. And that's what Jack did. Okay. Now, at the end of the movie, when Rose is telling everyone her story, everyone tells her, there's no records of a Jack. Jack did not buy a ticket. He won his ticket gambling. So it leaves no trace of any purchase or anything. Exactly how a time traveler would plan it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to buy a ticket. Then there's proof of you being there. Exactly. Jack was a time traveler that made the Titanic sink. Leonardo DiCaprio did it. But moving on to the next theory, I want to talk about a theory I talked about on TikTok about turning red. Turning red, I feel like, is a very underrated movie. It is. People, like, don't like it. Okay? But it's actually really good. Yeah. Because if you really could understand, like, the message behind it, mm -hmm. it's, in, it's a really, like, sophisticated movie. Okay, so the theory is that Abby is actually Boo's older sister. The evidence, the evidence behind this one is pretty crazy. So we know May has three friends. She has Miriam, Priya, and Abby. Monsters, Inc. takes place in 1999 because Mike Wazowski opens a folder and it shows all the dates and it says 1999. And we also know that Turning Red takes place in 2002 in Toronto, Canada. We also know that Boo was around two years old in Monsters, Inc. So that would make her around five years old in Turning Red. But in Turning Red, Abby is 13 years old. So it's very possible that she could be Boo's older sister. I mean, and when you look at like the timeline wise too, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So if you look on the scare floor of Monsters, Inc., okay, there's a map in the background, and you could actually see what zones the monsters are scaring in. Now, if you put up an actual map side by side with that, Toronto, Canada falls in that zone. So it's very likely that Boo is also in Toronto. Scare floor is telling them, like, where they're going. Yeah. And if you see Toronto's in green, like, it's colored, right? It's, yeah, it's like a red streak. Obviously, Sully goes to scare Boo there, so. Exactly. And if you look at them side by side, if you look at Boo and Abby side by side, they both have brown eyes. They both have the jet black hair, right? They both wear, like, a pink hair accessory. And if you look at their apparel, Abby wears a pink shirt with purple overalls. 
Boo wears purple pants with a pink shirt. Yeah. Right? It looks super similar. Both are Pixar movies. Both are Pixar movies. They're all connected. They're, and we know, yeah, we know Pixar movies are all connected. Okay? And if you look at Abby's overalls, she does have a flower design on it. And the flower design looks a lot like Boo's door. Obviously, they're sisters. They're going to kind of like similar things. Right. So expanding off of that, we see Abby meet May's panda for the first time. And she is not scared of May's panda. Now, the reason for that is because Boo, her little sister, told her all the stories about Sully and Mike. So it, it makes sense why Abby wouldn't be afraid of that kind of thing. Think about this now. Larger scale, right? Okay. We know that... The monsters would go to Toronto because they saw it on the scare floor, right? Right. So a lot of those kids in Toronto had to get, like, scared. Like, they got scared by the monsters, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. to get the energy. Right. Look at all the kids, right? None of them are really scared of, of the panda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, right, they're just all used to having monsters. So expanding on that, we all know that in, after in Monsters, Inc., they turn to laughing energy. Right. Right, so it makes sense why they're no longer scared of monsters oh true because they all just make them laugh now they don't scare them and they're just like oh there's a there's like a big panda it looks like a monster but i like them yeah it's kind of weird how no one was scared yeah it makes sense though yeah it does so last week on tiktok i talked about a crazy like fact about robberies and how to know if your house is being targeted by robbers Ooh, this one's a good one this one scared me a little bit though. no it is <laughs> it's it's super scary yeah like i know for me like i fear that someone robs our house oh 100 but they found that in the U.S., 2.5 million robberies will happen yearly. So it happens every, like every 13 seconds there's another robbery. Yeah. Didn't you say like it was almost like over 100% chance that someone will witness or themselves get robbed? Yeah. So it's like 158%, I believe. <laughs> That's so So crazy. you're guaranteed that you're going <laughs> to encounter a robbery or experience it in your lifetime. Yeah. So they did a bunch of studies on robbers and like the behavior behind robbers and how to know. Like what robbers do. Right. And they found when they're targeting your house, they'll put like these pebbles or little rocks around your house so that they can tell like their rob other robber buddies like, hey, look, this house, we're going to do this one. Yeah. When you think about it, it is pretty genius. And they found that most robbers work in groups. They found that most successful robbers, I should say, mm. work in groups. Yeah, it makes sense. So the second way to find out if the robber's targeting your house is if you get a bunch of like random advertisements on your door. I hate those things. I know. They, they put it on your door, and they look at like, okay, so we put it on in the morning at 10 a.m. They come back around like 4 o'clock to look at your door, and if, you're, if they, you took the advertisement off your door, they know that you're inside your house. Mm -hmm. But if you left it hanging, then they know, well, obviously you didn't come home yet, so you're, the house is empty. Yeah. And they found that robbers will actually put symbols on your house. They'll like draw little symbols. So they'll put a letter D on the house. If they feel like the house is too risky to rob. So they're like, okay, we shouldn't mess with this one. This is too dangerous. They might have a gun or something. Yeah, see, this is what's scary. The symbols. The symbols freak me out because we don't know where those could be. Like a box with an X in it on your house. That means like this is a good house to rob and this is the one we should do it to. Yeah, that's freaky. If you see that on your house, you better go wash that off and call the police. <laughs> and they found if you have like a little circle with an X through it, like in the middle. That's telling the, like, everyone else, like, hey, this house is not worth robbing. There's, like, nothing valuable <laughs> in it. I don't know how to, like, how to feel about that. If that you, that's so mean. You come home and you see, like, a circle that exit, and you're like, wow, I'm insulted. You know, I might just put that on the house just, to, just so nobody steals from us. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> and if you find, like, a box overlapping another box, like a symbol on your, on your house, it's basically telling you, telling the other robbers that the owners of the house are really weak and nervous. So 
they're like the perfect ones to rob because you can overtake them and they won't really be able to fight back, which is really scary. That's really scary. Okay, in the final sign, okay, if you come home and you open, you lift up your doormat, right? Ooh. And you see a cookie lying underneath the doormat, that is the sign to get help and call the police right away because what robbers do is they'll put like a cookie or a cracker underneath your front doormat, right? So when you come home, this is their way of checking if you're home. So if you come home, obviously you go to your front door, you step on your doormat, you open up the door, you walk in. In turn, while you're walking, you're going to crack the cookie. Yeah. So what robbers do is they'll put it underneath your doorstep or your, your doormat. And what happens is they'll come back like 10 hours later and they look underneath the doormat. If there's no cracks in the cookie, they know that no one's home because no one stepped on the cookie. But if there's cracks in it, they're not going to go in. Okay. I would never think that this would be a way they check. Yeah, but it makes it makes sense. No, it's it's super smart. Yeah. It's super smart. It's scary. Because I would never check my doormat. Yeah. Nor would I ever check it if I feel like I even stepped on something under my doormat. Yeah, you you know don't what think I mean? anything of it. Right. Okay, so now welcome back to Dumb Ways to Die, where I talk about the weirdest and craziest ways people have died. Be prepared to lose your mind. Okay, so starting off with the first one. This guy was a very confident man. Very confident. Almost too confident for his own good. Oh, gosh. This is already starting off not very good. So they lived near a swamp. Okay, him and his friends lived near a swamp. This swamp was crazy flooded with alligators. Okay. Now, this guy thought he could take on an alligator. Nice. Confident man. Now, we got to remember, there's more than one in there. Okay? Since this guy's confidence got the best of him, he said, man, screw the alligators. I'm running in there. And he ran in there. Just to be clear, he wants to fight them, right? He wants to fight them. Okay. Fight one. He thinks there's just one. Yeah. But obviously, all of them attack him and kill him. Now, an alligator, their jaw strength is 19 times stronger than a human. 19 times, huh? And according to the article, Okay, the prehistoric alligators had a stronger bite than a T-Rex. What? That's what it says. Dude, T-Rexes were huge, too. Yeah, it says they had double the jaw strength of a T-Rex. Wow, that's pretty crazy. And this guy went in there to go fight them. Nice. Not good decision. Now we know that you can't survive. Yeah. We learn, we learn from people's mistakes. He did it for science. We move on. Do better. So now on to this next one. This group of friends were on a road trip. So they're all riding in this like sprinter van. Okay. Now the road is not in the best conditions. Okay. And neither is the car. So the car ends up having a little malfunction. Okay. The driver cannot hit the brake. Somehow the brake is not working. So instead of letting everybody know, he just jumps out the car. Nice. Okay, so now all of his friends are stuck in the car. Now, one of the friends was able to jump in front and get this car to stop. Okay, he was able to make the brake work and stop the car. Now, now that all the friends are safe, they went to go check on the guy that jumped out. Okay. He miscalculated (laughs) his jump, and he tumbled down a very high cliff. Oh, my gosh. What is going on? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, but think, think about this, though, okay? He jumped out the car without telling any of his friends that the brakes were gone. 
Oh my gosh, I forgot about that part. So he was gonna let his friends die. Oh, so he got what he deserved. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? I can't Oh my gosh. If one of my friends did that to me, oh my gosh, you're done. Well, you might be done before you could get mad at him. That's true. <laughs> okay, so next. This guy went to his friend's house and his friend was like kind of like a snake enthusiast. Okay, so he had a pet cobra. Wow. Now, this cobra bit the guy. Okay? Okay. Now, the snake enthusiast said, oh, my gosh, we need to go to the hospital because this is crazy. Right? You're dying. You're dying. <laughs> the guy says, I'm good. I'm a man. That's what he said. It says in quotes, I'm a man. I can handle it. Nice. Right? So instead, that on. instead, they go to the bar. Right? And this guy's just kind of like, oh, I just got bit by a snake and I'm fine. Within hours, he was dead. From the venom? From the venom. <sighs> when his friend was telling him, let's go to the hospital, you know, like, just, just make the right decision there, man. I, I lost a lot of hope in humanity. <laughs> I just can't. That's what Dumb Ways to Die will do. And thank you for watching Dumb Ways to Die. Moving on to the next segment called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and tells a real life story of two people or three people. And we got to figure out who's right and who's wrong. And it's really like drama and it's juicy and it's good. So here comes Leia. Woo, Leia. Okay, whose side are you on? Is the narrator right or wrong? My friend says she has no money to get me a baby shower gift, but she spends money like no other on herself. So, close friend says she's not coming to a baby shower because of funds and the drive is not worth it. But then she goes out and spends money on day trips, indoor skydiving, and now wants to spend more money on expensive beauty products. I call her out on it, and now I'm the one who's wrong. She's a close friend. She calls me her sister. We talk every day. End of last year, found out I'm pregnant. Been talking about a baby shower since last year. And the date we set for either the first weekend or the second weekend of a particular month. Final decision was made in January, February, and I told her. Asked for confirmation if they were coming two weeks ago, and her response was, Unfortunately, no, due to funds, the long drive isn't worth it, and I have a bachelorette party the week after. Suffice to say, I was hurt. My husband and I have made the same trip back to see her and our other friends many times, and I have never said they weren't worth the drive. I explained to her that it wouldn't be a one-day trip since they would be coming out on a Friday, and staying with us till Sunday. When we have visitors, they stay with us and we usually take care of their food too when we eat at home or go out to eat. Since then, I've been polite but have definitely felt my relationship with her change because now I see I'm no longer a priority for her. She can spend thousands of dollars on a day trip somewhere, but she can't or won't spend a couple hundred to come to my baby shower. Yes, I know there are legitimate reasons for not being able to attend an out-of-state event, but when you post on social media all the other stuff that you do, and can't attend someone who you'd supposedly call your sister's event, well, yesterday we were chatting and she mentioned that she's thinking of spending some of her refund on an expensive item, at least $450 and then some. I asked her if it's worth it. Her response was, there are things that she needs, but she really wants this. I then called her out and said, I mean, is this worth it since you told me one of the main reasons you can't attend my baby shower is because of money? but that you can find a super expensive gift, a non-essential thing like that? 
My other friend says I was wrong for saying that, but I don't think I am. Am I wrong? Whose side are you on? Woo-wee. <laughs> Let me tell She's you. She's wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> this is pretty crazy. I mean, wow, there's a lot of perspectives. Talk about friendship, huh? Friendship versus money. Okay, for me, if I was having a baby shower and my friend told me that they couldn't come because it was too much money, but then I see them spending money, I'd be like, okay, they're not my friend. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much telling you to your face. Yeah. Uh, you're not important to me. So, yeah. I'll, like, I'm going to spend my money on this, but. She said it wasn't worth the drive. Like, seriously? Yeah, but honestly, I'm not going to tell someone how to spend their money. I'm just going to be like, True. okay, you didn't want to come. That's on you. You won't tell them how to spend their money, but in your head, you're like... But she told her. She said, so you're going to do that, but not come to my shower? Right? Yeah. It depends on your relationship, huh? Like, how close you are to that Yeah, person. if it was my really, like, close friends, I would be like, dude, what? That's kind of messed up. Yeah. This is obviously her close friend. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, the, the close friend's wrong. Yeah, close friend's wrong. Narrator right. Yep, yeah. the narrator's Narrator right. Narrator side. You are not wrong, girlfriend. Not at all. See, with these, we never know the other side of the story. Right. <laughs> thank you, Leia. Woo! Leia. Well, anyways, guys, if you made it this part of the podcast, thank you so much for watching. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 3.5K likes, we'll give one of these hot toys away. Apparently, Woo! nobody wants them because they're not. They're we haven't not, hit the goal yet. We haven't hit the goal yet. But these things are really expensive and they are very detailed. So make sure you hit the like button and also comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you saw throughout this video, there's a bunch of comments over our heads. And uh, we took your guys' suggestions, and we did them. So make sure you comment. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. And we'll see you guys next week, Friday, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And we'll see you on Tuesday for our three-minute theory video. And we'll see you guys soon. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.